everybody. Hey, MYC leaders, fam, and friends. This is Matt. I'm so excited to be back with you today as we start episode one of season two of Leader Talks with the MYC podcast. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Man, I'm so pumped, so, so pumped for what this year is going to look like. And I'm not saying it's going to be the best year yet, but it potentially could be an incredible year for your life. I, I, you made it can't be any worse than 2020, right? Uh, so here is the deal. We believe that leadership is a universal language. That means no matter where you are in life, there's something that you can learn, you can grow, and you can apply to be a better you. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. We want you to be the best that you can be in your leadership life with your family, with your work, and with church. And so we're going to start this year off with a new year and a better me a new year and better me. So we just want to say welcome to episode one of season two. You can find the show notes on the myc.org. So we just want to say thank you for taking a moment to subscribe to the channel and sharing it with your friends. If you haven't yet, that means the world to us and it helps us do what we do better. And hopefully it helps you become better yourself. So we've had some awesome feedback over the first season. And one of the things that one of our friends mentioned was the ability to have show notes and to share them with their leaders and to help them, uh, you know, share the content with their team and make it easier and more fluid. And so we love that idea and said, Hey, we'll do that. So one of the things you have to look forward to, uh, this season with the podcast is we're going to provide all of the show notes to you. All you have to do is go to the myc.org and you go to the website, go to the resources and you'll find it. So it'll be a Dropbox file and you'll go to podcast and they'll have all the show notes there for you. So you can download them, share them, burn them, do whatever you want to steal them, make them their own does not matter to me. They're just there for you. So 2021 is going to be a new year with the goal of helping make a better version of you. So let me ask you this. How silly is it that sometimes we think that we can just reset and start over each year, right? Like how many times you've heard new year, new me, new year, new me, I'm going to be a new me this year. And so the reality though, and the chances are that it hasn't happened for you much like it hasn't happened for me. We never start back from square one. You can't erase those experiences. You can't just go back and change everything, but we can definitely move forward and learn from our successes, our failures, our incredible ideas, and our what was I thinking, right? So this isn't a year about a new you. This isn't going to be a year about a new identity, a new person you are, but it will be a year about a better you. So today we're going to look at four different areas that we can improve right now immediately by moving just one step forward in the right direction. One step, not the whole mile. We're not, not, we're not talking about finishing the marathon on January 1st. Like this is just one step in the right direction. If you take any one of these steps and you move forward, you will see drastic improvement in your life and you stay consistent with it and you see it as an investment, not as a cost, like you were investing in your life. You will see over the course of a year, a much better version of you, the version that the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe with all of my heart, is wanting you to be. And so we're looking at four different areas. Number one, the physical. So, okay, guys, this is on the list every year. We know it. We sign up for the gym. We go to the gym. The gym is crowded. It's smelly. People are weird. It's gross. They make loud noises. It's uncomfortable. We stop going and we miss it. 
It's about the journey, not the destination, right? So like we get caught up two, three weeks into this thing. We're sore. We're exhausted. We don't want to go. It's too early. I don't have time for this. And we come up with reasons and excuses why we don't. Then we stop and we never see any improvement. But here's the reality. Your goal to physical health is like Rome. It is not going to happen overnight. It is a journey. It is a process. This is this is about the journey, not the destination. Okay, you're not going to see a six pack overnight. You're, that that's not going to happen. It's not magically you're going to have set personal records. You know, week after week, it just doesn't happen that way. It is a process. So you have to trust the process. But here's the deal. Here's a few practical things that we want to share with you to help you get started. Number one, do some physical activity you enjoy. Walk, run, go outside, catch some at-home videos on YouTube. Whatever works for you, just do something. Number two, find community. Life is always better together. Number three, find a coach. The investment in yourself is worth it. Find someone that can help you, stretch you, train you, develop you, help them invest in you to help you become better physically. Number four, set realistic goals. Not like I'm going to start bench pressing 300 pounds by the end of the month. Like like have a realistic goal for what you want to do physically this year. Maybe you have a goal to, to go and walk a mile three times this week, or you want to go and you want to start running or or you want to download an app or get a fitness plan or you want to get a coach or whatever it is, have a realistic goal and stick to it. And the most important thing you can do and the last thing for the practical advice we have for physical is to just start. Man, work on some plans as you go, but start and keep moving forward. Don't get bogged down and trying to have everything perfect like start. Go walk. Go run. Do something you love. Play golf. Play basketball. Don't go on your kid. I don't care. Just start. Number two, the mental, your mentality and how you view things will literally shape your life. To quote Henry Ford, those that say they can and those that say they can't are both usually right. How are you looking at yourself? What is your mental state like? Are you disciplined? Are you just going with the flow? Success doesn't just happen. It's earned. You fight for it. You grind for it. Discipline yourself for it. You have to earn it. So how can we work on our mentality? What are some practical things we can do? Number one, journal. Do a gratitude journal for the things that you are thankful for to help you focus on the things that are going right. Keep your mentality going in the right direction. Number two, budget. Budget your time, your resources, and every aspect of your life that you can. The most valuable thing you have in life is your time, so use it wisely. Budget, budget, budget. Number three, to-do lists. Write down the things that you need to do. Clear your mind. Prioritize what needs to be done and focus on important things over urgent things. Let me say that again. Focus on important things over in urgent things. Urgent things will get done. They have to. They're urgent. But knock out the important things first because if you focus so much on the urgent, you will never do anything important. Focus on the important things. That's your family. That's your relationships. That's your personal self. That's the things that only you can do. There are a lot of things that are urgent that other people can do that we can develop and help them to accomplish. But the reality is there are some important things in your life that only you can do. So focus on the important and the urgent things will get done. Self-talk. Look yourself in the mirror and begin to declare what you're going to accomplish. I know this sounds crazy, but the power of life and death are found in the tongue. And if you won't speak over your life, 
who will. Bonus points for declaring God's promises found in his word. Look at yourself and tell yourself what you're going to do. Verbally speak that. Like, get in the mirror, look yourself in the eyes and say, I will accomplish this goal. I will do this this year. And man, motivate yourself. Speak over your life. Bless yourself. I mean, because here's the deal. Chances are you haven't done it in a while and there aren't a whole lot of people just constantly speaking encouragement over yourself. If you won't do it, who will have good self-talk, have a good mentality. Lastly, evaluate your thinking. How do you think about your job, your life, your family, your relationships, and yourself? If it's negative, start finding the things you can honestly say about yourself that are good and begin to focus on that. Write them down in your gratitude journal. Focus on positive thinking. I'm not saying that that everything is perfect and it's always going to be roses and everything's going to be amazing. I'm not I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying focus on the good. Keep moving forward. So here's some books that I found super helpful for me that I think would be a benefit to you. Atomic Habits by James Clear, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, and Dream Big by Bob Goff. Those three books made a huge impact in my life in 2020. And my prayer is that they will do the same for you in 2021. Work on your habits, understand your purpose, and dream big and keep your mentality focused in a positive direction. All right, number three, the most important part of who you are is the spiritual side. You were created for more than just the world, but to experience the fullness of this in the life after with your creator. Jesus created you for more than a nine to five, okay? Do not neglect the spiritual for the physical. As pastors and leaders, we can't lead out of what we do, but who we are. Your prayer time is more important than your sermon prep. Hear me, your prayer time is more important than your sermon prep prep. Your worship is more important than the worship team sounding on point. Your praise and thanksgiving means more to Jesus than you leading thousands to do that for him. Your personal walk with Jesus comes before the church and before your family. It flows from you to your house, to his house. What does it benefit you to gain the world, to lose your soul? Hear me, pastor. Hear me, leader. Hear me, friend. We have to minister out of who we are, not what we do. You cannot prepare a sermon well enough and communicate eloquently enough to lead people to Jesus if you yourself are not just just in, just enamored and fully alive and in love with Jesus yourself. You have to you have to lead out of who you are and not what you do. So practical things to help get you started, right? Read God's word for personal growth not sermon prep. Let your sermons come from what Jesus is teaching you, not what you are wanting to teach people. Okay, journal. Use the SOAP method talked about in a book called The Divine Mentor by Wayne Cordero. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Number three, pray hard, but listen harder. When is the last time you've heard his voice for your life? Jesus spent many days on a mountain by himself listening to the Father. He wants to speak to you too. If it was important enough for Jesus to listen to God the Father, how much more important is it for you and for me to listen to him? Listen to me. Jesus did not heal everybody he saw. He did not solve every problem that he came in contact with. But one thing he did make sure he had was an adequate relationship with his heavenly Father. We need to do the same, okay? Worship authentically, worship with song, with dance, with shouting and praise, but most importantly, worship him with the life that you live. One of the most spiritual things you can do is love people how Jesus loves, okay? Books to read, the Bible. 
I mean, really, it's awesome. It's it's kind of important. It's the whole thing. Like, like read the Bible. It's good. Number two, The Divine Mentor by Wayne Cordero. So good. So, so good. I cannot recommend it enough how the Lord gives us divine mentors all throughout Scripture that can speak to our life now. There's There are some things that we experience differently today, like the internet and like podcasts and like video and airplanes that, that weren't there in, in, in the ancient days of the Bible. But the situations, the feelings, the emotions, the complexities of life, they were all there. And we have mentors in the Bible that can help us now. Navigate through that so we don't have to make the same mistakes. We can learn from the heroes of the Bible, from their successes and from their failures. Read the Bible. Let it be a mentor to your life. Third book, well, third and fourth would be Everybody Always and Love Does by Bob Goff. Learn to love people for who they are. Love them as Jesus loved them. Serve them as Jesus served them. Get a, a compassion for more. Ministry is not about how many people we can get to come to our church to listen to us speak, but how we can have our life inspire others to live for Jesus so they can go and serve others. It's not about what people can do for us. It's how we can serve and love them better. Physical, mental, spiritual. Lastly, and, and honestly, the most important thing we can talk about today, because it's not talked about a whole lot, is emotionally. Your emotional health is so important. We always talk about the physical, mental, and the spiritual, but rarely do we talk about the emotional. Even if you're like me, all right, and you're super logical in your thinking, you're more worried about facts instead of feelings. In fact, my, my favorite quote is, feelings don't equal facts. Christy can tell you that. She hears it all of the time. You want the truth no matter how much it hurts. You lean in and trust in God's word over your circumstances, right? You believe that obstacles are only opportunities. This is fantastic. Bravo. Proud of you. That is good. But the reality is you are still an emotional being. It's part of who you are and not navigating your emotions and feelings well will lead to an erosion in every area of your life, okay? So even say you're emotional and you're not logistical like me, like you lean into your emotions, you understand this. Like it's a part of your life. It's it's in everything that we do. Our emotional health is so, so important. Things will excite you. They will bring you immense joy. You will experience hurt that you can't put into words. You will be disappointed, aggravated, and frustrated. You will experience the fullness of the spe- of the spectrums of feelings and if you neglect being honest with yourself in those moments you begin to cause a downward spiral in your life that will cause these emotions to build up and you are the one to pay the price but not only you the ones around you the frustration of work will be unleashed on your kids your disappointment in yourself will be released on your spouse the anger from a loss of a loved one will be spewed on the ones you love the most if you don't have your emotions in check it will not only have wreak havoc on you but the people around you feelings are a very very real part of life you can't run from them you can't hide from them they will ultimately come out you can trust god's word while at the same time being honest about your moment Right. Like for me, if I'm honest, that is probably I, I I do not deal with my emotions because I trust in God. Right. So instead of saying, you know what, this is frustrating. This is aggravating. I don't understand how this is going to work. I just kind of cut my emotions off and lean into Romans 8, 28. Right. He works all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So I'm just not going to feel I'm just going to trust that it's all going to work out. I don't need to feel I'm just going to trust. And, and that makes sense. And that's good. But the reality is. There's going to be tension. There's going to be frustration. It's there. It's a part of life. It's who we are. We experience 
these emotions. And if we don't deal with them honestly, they will build up and overflow in areas of our life that we didn't expect. Okay. You can't run from feelings. You can't hide from them. They will ultimately come out. We can trust in his word. We can be honest about the moment and we can logically say, God, I trust you and I know you will all work all things together for the good. But in this moment, I don't feel the goodness. I don't see how it's going to be good. I don't understand how it can be. We can have both. It's okay to feel. It's okay to be raw and it's okay to be human. The perfect example is David. Man, the emotional roller coasters we see him go through in the Psalms and the songs that he wrote and the life that he lived. The reality is at the end of the day, David was honest. It's not that he didn't trust God. He was just being real with who he was. We have permission to feel. We have permission to be raw. And we have permission to be human. So here are practical things to help you get started, okay? Number one, be honest in your conversations. If someone asks you how you're feeling, honestly answer. Are you good? Are you sad? Are you tired? Are you excited? I honestly say tired a whole lot because I'm trying to be trying to be real, trying to be transparent with people. How are you doing? I'm tired. And, and I feel like it's it's like a downer, but I'm just exercising, practicing, trying to be real in my conversation. I'm tired. I have two kids under 10. They're exhausting. I am sleepy. I want rest. There's not enough coffee in this world. I am tired. But you know what? I'm also being real. Are you excited? What are you feeling? You don't have to explain why you feel that way if you're uncomfortable with somebody, but it's important to be honest. Hey, how are you doing? Man, I'm actually having a, I'm having a real bad day. I'm just, I'm kind of sad. I'm a little frustrated, a little disappointed. Oh man, why? I, you know, I'm just not at a place where I'm comfortable to talk about that right now. Uh, but I, I just, just, just to answer your question, honestly, it's just, it's just not good. You can do that. It is Okay. Number two, journal. We've heard that a lot today, but it is so important, man. Even even if it's just on your phone, even if it's in a book, like it, for journaling looks so different. It doesn't have to be at 9 a.m. every day that you sit down, open up your journal and write a five-page dissertation on, on life that day, but being able to write things down, being able to process them and get them on paper, it helps. When you write down your day, the very real, the very raw feelings of that day, you can reflect on it and you can find the truth of what was said. Yes, you were hurt. Yes. You were frustrated. Yes, you were disappointed, but you can also balance that with the reality of God's word. Trust his process. Number three, look for toxic relationships. Who is bringing you down? What is constantly weighing heavy on you? Where does your mind go? Who is that person that you just can't leave? It doesn't matter. Every situation, every family visit, every gathering, every time you get together, your mind goes to this person and how painful this experience is going to be, right? Like who, who is that toxic person? Identify that and maybe put some space. Your emotional, mental, spiritual, physical health is so important. It's okay to be separate from toxic people. Jesus didn't heal everybody, so why do you feel like you have to? Okay? All right? Number five, I think. Just kidding. Four. Analytically, think about your emotions. What brings you joy? What brings you disappointment? What brings you frustration? What brings you excitement? Like, what what are those feelings in your life? Where do they come from? Do less of the things that are depressing and more of the things that bring you joy. And lastly, super important, there's a lot of stigma with this, but man, it is so good. Talk to a counselor. Get some outside perspective. It's okay. 
It is okay to talk to somebody to help them process through the feelings, the emotions, our mental state, what's happening in our life, getting some perspective from some wisdom that understand the, the chemical imbalances, that understand just how the dominoes have lined up in life and how things have fallen and how things impacted one thing, which impacted another thing. It is okay. We don't have to bundle up and be a ball of just stress and frustration and not talk to anybody. Talk to somebody. Okay, some books to read. Very, very, very impactful, very helpful. Changed me drastically. Number one, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter Cesaro. And I'm halfway through this book, but I'm already going to go ahead and put a recommendation on it because it is so good. It's called When to Walk Away by Gary Thomas. Man, it, it just, I cannot express enough the significance and the importance of you being emotionally healthy. All right, so here's some just additional resources that would be good for you to kind of help you understand you a little bit better. 16 Personalities at 16personalities.com. It's a personality test, helps you understand why you are the way you are, the Enneagrams. You have some people like, oh no, it's from the devil. You have other people like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I understand my life. I am on the latter side of that. It has helped me understand not only my personality, but why I think when I'm healthy, when I'm unhealthy, and it helps me stay in check. It's good for Christy because she can see when when I'm leaning in a healthy way or when I'm leaning in an unhealthy way. It's just a very good, solid understanding of yourself. Strength Finders 2.0, I just I will always recommend this, helping you identify strengths in your life. And lastly, spiritual gifts test. So discover who you are created to be. And so I just, man, as we kind of wind this down today, maybe there's a lot of things that you want to accomplish this year, right? There's, there's tons of goals that you want to accomplish. Fantastic. Do it. But don't let it overwhelm you. Start with one. One, one, start with one and keep moving forward. You will miss the mark. You won't hit a goal. You'll get frustrated with yourself, but don't quit. We are not quitters. That's not who we are, okay? It's not about how many times you get knocked down, but it's how many times you get back up. And this is what I'm thankful for. You only have to get up one more time than what you've been knocked down to win. Hear me. Life will knock you down, but all you have to do is get back up. Just one more time take one step in front of the other get a plan focus on what's important urgent will happen you can do this keep up the good fight and you will win in 2021 you are worth the investment let me say that again you are worth the investment we love you guys and we'll see you next time